0: The Islanders have been pairing Matt Barzal and Oliver Wallstrom. It's something that the fans wanted, but it really hasn't been working out. We'll break down the problems and why both these players have been struggling as of late, plus a full preview of tonight's game against the Penguins. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a, an Islanders-related question, a, a comment about something we've talked about on the show, or maybe there's something we you would like us to talk about on the show, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you include your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars N Y R V S N Y I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. I'll give you some instant insight and analysis. And uh, always great to interact with fans game time and anytime. So do feel free to contact me via Twitter. So was doing some thinking. And, you know, one player who a lot of fans, if, you, if you're on social media and you read what's going on, fans want more Oliver Wallstrom. All throughout the season, you know, Wallstrom has been one of the forwards who has been getting the least amount of ice time on many game in many games he's been getting less ice time than the so-called fourth line members of the identity line playing more than Oliver Wallstrom and fans have been saying hey Wally is one of the few guys on the ice who regularly actually shoots the puck we need him to develop we need more from him and He should be playing more minutes and getting more ice time. And why is he on the third line? Why isn't he playing with Matthew Barzal? And on the surface, that makes sense. Matthew Barzal is the Islanders' most gifted playmaker. He is not a finisher, but he is a guy who can skate better than any player on the current Islanders roster, and he is... Somebody who needs a goal scorer on his line to maximize his effectiveness. Why not put Wallstrom, who, despite being uh, one of the Islander forwards who's not getting a lot of ice time, is still second on the team in shots on goal for the season, even though he missed uh, at least four or five games. And he leads all Islanders forwards. In shots on goal. So, it makes sense, in theory, to pair Matthew Barzal and Oliver Wallstrom. And Barry Trotz, over the last couple of weeks, has tried it. Unfortunately, it really hasn't worked out the way the Islanders fans and probably Barry Trotz was hoping that it would and look both players right now are in slumps for Barzal it's more of a mini slump he has no points in his last four games that's no goals no assists he had a disastrous performance against the Blues where he was minus five and had no shots on goal you can't do that uh but, but look, Barzal was far from alone as being one of the players who had a terrible game against the Blues on Saturday. Wallstrom, on the other hand, has three goals and six points total in his last 30 games. Now, in his first 35 games, he had 10 goals. Now he's got 13 in 65 games. I hate to say it, but after a very nice hot start, this has not been a great second half for Oliver Wallstrom. One of the reasons I think that this combination is not working out so well is Wallstrom doesn't really have the foot speed, the skating ability to truly keep up with Matthew Barzal, who, when he's doing his thing, a lot of the time breaks out of the usual system, improvises, uh, skates in circles, stops and starts, changes direction. If you're more or less playing where, hey, I know where I need to be, and I know that my line mate is going to get me the puck, that is not going to be necessarily what you're going to get playing with Matthew Barzal. And then there's the speed element. Barzi, much, much faster than Wally and not so easy for him to keep up. The other factor in this has been that Zach Parise is the third forward on that line. And I don't know, you know Parise is probably the most defensively responsible out of that trio, but There just doesn't seem to be a lot of chemistry going on right now between those three. Realistically, here we are with, uh, you know, 11 games left on the schedule. And Matthew Barzal, probably going to score 16, 17 goals for the season. Oliver Wallstrom, 15 or 16 tops. Uh... Everyone was expecting that Wally would get to 20. And look, Wallstrom is still developing. He is still learning, especially what he has to do away from the puck. But clearly, right now, the attempt by Barry Trotz to get Wally going and to get Barzal going by pairing the two together has just not worked. And I'm not ready to say that this combination can't work over the long haul or won't work over the long haul. I have no objection to uh, Barry Trotz trying to keep this duo together for two, three, five more games. Because at this point, it almost doesn't matter. Uh, You know, the Islanders have 11 games left. If they run the table and get 22 points, then uh, Washington, the team ahead of them in the playoff race, who has 10 games left, needs to win four games or get a total of eight points in order to eliminate the Islanders from playoff contention. And we all know the Islanders' schedule is a tough one. So I don't mind if the Islanders try to stick with this duo a little bit longer. Maybe they need more time to click to learn each other's tendencies, to make adjustments to each other's playing styles. But right now, it hasn't worked, and the Islanders need to get Wallstrom going, and they need to get Barzal going, uh, because this season, wins and losses may not matter much the rest of the way, but you want to win in 2022-2023, you've got to have good line combinations for... Barzal and Wallstrom, and right now the Islanders haven't found those combinations just yet. Hopefully, they will be able to do that, but so far the answer is not there. When we come back, the Islanders starting a home and home against the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll discuss the keys to victory who's hot and who's not for the Pens. Plus, Our Islanders' birthday of the day, a defenseman who really was a a big part of the team in the 80s, all that and more coming up on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus... Ten meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON, that's one word, LOCKEDON, to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season, 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. And hey, Stanley Cup playoffs coming up soon. You want to bet on who's going to win the Stanley Cup, who's going to lead the, the league in goals in the playoffs. Lots of possibilities to bet on there. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So the Islanders will face the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, at the UBS Arena. It's a 7.30 start tonight. And the Penguins right now in third place in the Metropolitan Division. They have 94 points. That's 19 points more than the Islanders, although Pittsburgh has played three extra games. Pittsburgh trying to hold off Washington uh, and stay in third place in the division. They're six points behind the Rangers for second place, and the Rangers have a game in hand. Pittsburgh just ended... Uh, a losing streak. They had lost their previous four, uh, beating Nashville in overtime, three to two. Little controversy there, as if Ganey Malkin was uh, involved in a cross-checking incident, and he is now waiting to hear from the NHL Department of Player Safety. So, whether he gets fined or possibly suspended, uh, we have to wait and see. But the Penguins may not have Geno Malkin, who has 37 points in 37 games for the Penguins. We have to keep an eye on that. Pittsburgh, you know, again, one of those teams, you know the names. Uh, so many of their star players have been there for a long time. You, we've mentioned Malkin. We all know Sidney Crosby and Chris LeTang and Jake Gunsell and Brian Russ, Jeff Carter, another veteran. These are very familiar names to Long Island hockey fans and Islander fans. But the big difference for the Penguins this year. And the reason they've been a lot more successful, the goaltending and the maturation of Tristan Jari. Jari was a weak link when the Penguins faced the Islanders last year, but this year, a 2-4-1 goals against average, a 9-19 save percentage, four shutouts, and an impressive 33-18-6 record for Jari. Casey DeSmith, the backup He's 8-4-4 four, and four on the year. So, better goaltending, better team defense. And the Penguins, in the top 10, both in goals scored, ninth in the league, and goals against, they are 7th in the league. The power play right in the middle, 16th out of 32 teams. You would think with all the talent on that roster, they would be higher. But the Islanders' power play will have some issues because the Penguins are right now have the second-best penalty kill in the league. 86% success killing off opposing penalties. That is pretty rarefied air uh, when you have a penalty kill that is that good. We look at the line combinations for the Penguins. Sid, Sidney Crosby, first-line center with Jake Gunsell to his left, Brian Rust to his right. As of now, Malkin, the second-line center with Jason Zucker and Richard Rakel on either side of him. Jeff Carter centers the third line. Evan Rodriguez and Kasperi Kapanen are on his wings, and then the fourth line. The pivot is Teddy Blueger, and Brian Boyle and Denton Heinen are his wingers. On defense, Chris Letang and Michael Matheson are the top pair. Brian Demoulian. And John Marino are the second pair. And then Marcus Pedersen and Chad Rudweddle are the third pair. The goalies, Jerry and DeSmith. Right now, Brock McGinn is out of the lineup while Nathan uh, Bolio is on IR. Again, we will try to update you if we hear anything about the status of Evgeny Malkin. One thing the Islanders are going to have to do in this game is not give time and space to some of the more skilled players. And I'm going to focus in on... You, you think I'm going to talk about Sidney Crosby? And yeah, you got to try to contain Crosby and Malkin and all those guys. But Chris Latang is so important to the Penguins' transition game. And the Islanders need to slow him down so that he's not aggressively able to skate through the neutral zone and create time and space. The Islanders are going to need, I, I'm assuming it'll be Ilya Sorokin in goal after Varlamov struggled uh, on Saturday and Sorokin played better on Friday. It's Sorokin's turn and he just performed better than uh, Varley, so I think we see Sorokin. But they need a, a very strong goaltending performance from Sorokin and then the team defense that was so outstanding for the islanders on friday against carolina they need to play that style of game rather than the standing still not getting anything done style of play that we saw against st louis on saturday they cannot allow all of that time and space uh, that we saw offensively the islanders Again, the power play is going to be—it's going to be tough to get goals there. So five on five has got to be better. And you know, if they can get Barzal back on track, I think they have a chance to get some goals. The other thing is this: Noah Dobson. You know, if Chris Letang is the key for the offense, the the catalyst of the offense for the Pittsburgh Penguins, Noah Dobson has become the catalyst for the Islanders offense. And he needs to have a solid game uh, on the ice tonight at the UBS Arena if the Islanders have a chance to get the two points. And, And look, you know, I have no illusions at this point. The Islanders, it would take a miracle for them to make the playoffs. But I'll say this, the longer the Islanders keep themselves, even mathematically, alive in the playoff hunt, the better off. This team is you want to accumulate wins, build a winning culture and go from there. So hopefully, uh, you know, the Islanders will play a solid game. You have two games, home and home, against the Penguins. That is always a rivalry game. It's a divisional game. There's plenty of bad blood and history between these two teams. Islanders have to go out there, play their game and make it difficult for the Penguins to clinch their playoff berth and keep themselves alive as long as possible. When we come back, we've got a, an offensive-minded defenseman who was a key component of the Islanders in the mid and late 80s. He's our Islanders' birthday today. the day. Let's see if you can figure out who it is. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home, and in your pocket. Save time and money while using Rock Auto. I mean, why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years, and they've got everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. A player who won two Stanley Cups with the Islanders in the 80s. Uh talking about Tomas Jansen Jansen. Uh turning 62 years old today. The 5'10", 175-pound native of Sweden, selected in the second round by the Islanders in 1979. He'd already played uh, four seasons in the Swedish Elite League before joining the Islanders in 1981-82. And what Thomas Janssen did was he gave the Islanders a, a player who could move the puck, pass well, provide strength on the power play, and if teams did what they could to slow down Dennis Potvin, who was clearly the number one defenseman on those old Islander teams, Tomas Janssen could beat you. Uh, Janssen stayed with the Islanders from 81-82 through most of the 88-89 season. Then he was traded to Edmonton. And after that, headed back to Sweden. Played in Sweden all the way through the 97-98 season. But in the NHL, he played 552 career games. Only 20 of them were not with the Islanders. 85 goals, 344 points, and only 482 penalty minutes. You add 80 playoff games, 11 goals, 37 points in those, and 97 penalty minutes. His best season with the Islanders, 16 goals and 50 points in 84-85. His best playoff season was the fourth Stanley Cup year, where in 20 games he had two goals and 12 points. But, you know, Thomas Jansson, one of the earlier Swedes to come over, and you, you just underestimated him at your own peril. We're going to go back and look at one of Tomas Janssen's better games with the Islanders. A home game at the Old Barn, the Nassau Coliseum, November 6th, 1984. The St. Louis Blues in town. Rick Walmsley is their starter in goal. Billy Smith, the goaltender for the Islanders. and In the first period, it was the Blues on the board first. The Islanders down two men as both John Tonelli and Dennis Potvin were off for tripping. The two penalties coming 50 seconds apart, and with the five-on-three, Joe Mullen, his fourth of the year from Bernie Federko and Rob Ramage at 6.03, Blues led it one to nothing after one period, but <clears throat> the Islanders came charging back in the second. First, John Tanelli, his eighth from Brent Sutter and our Islanders' birthday the day, Tomas Janssen, that tied it at one apiece. Then with Bernie Federko in the box for hooking. Brent Sutter, a power play goal from Paul Boudelier and on Islanders' birthday of the day, Tomas Janssen. Time of the goal, 11.48, Islanders up 2-1. to one. Less than two minutes later, Dwayne Sutter, his third from Tomas Janssen and Clark Gillies, that made it 3-1, to one Islanders. And then Pat Flatley makes it 4-1 to one with his first of the year, Greg Gilbert and Pat Lafontaine the assist at 17:43. Twelve seconds later, Jorgen Pedersen of St. Louis scores to make it four to two. Mark Reeds and Doug Wickenheiser with the helpers, but the Islanders weren't going to let that stand. They answer back. Dwayne Sutter his second of the period, fourth of the year. Clark Gillies the assist at 19:39, and then Tim Bothwell scores with four seconds left in the period for the Blues unassisted. Bothwell, of course, uh, originally a New York Ranger, and that made it a 5 to 3 hockey game. Close one entering the third period, but in the third, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Tomas Janssen, his fourth, assists to Mike Bossy and Brent Sutter. Islanders skate away with a 6 to 3 win over the St. Louis Blues. Rick Walmsley gives up all six goals, then is pulled for Mike Liute, who finished. The last almost 18 minutes for the Blues. For Billy Smith, 29 saves to earn the win. Islanders out shooting the Blues 36-32. But for Tomas Janssen, our Islanders' birthday of the day, one goal, three assists. That is a night. He was a plus four, and he had four shots on goal. Only one player had more, and that was Paul Boudelier. So again, uh, happy birthday, his 62nd. To former Islanders defenseman Tomas Janssen, he is our Islanders birthday of the day. Hopefully the Islanders will at least give us a good effort tonight. I think after the poor performance Saturday against St. Louis, more important than winning or losing is to see how the team responds. Barry Trotz had to lay down the law, had to read them the riot act after that Terrible performance on Saturday where they were just standing around and, you know, we saw, as we talked about on yesterday's show, Trots lose his temper, throw a stick, get a penalty, and his team has to respond with that kind of passion. Otherwise, uh, you know, there's a real problem here on the island. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with our key takeaways from this game against Pittsburgh and our weekly farm report, plus a lot more. So please join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.